Welcome back to the Women Offshore Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Ali Cedeno, the founder of Women Offshore and the host of this show. The Women Offshore Podcast is a part of the great oil and gas global network known as OGGN. At OGGN, you can find so many great energy podcasts. I'll put a link in the show notes. Go have a listen to what's playing there to be in the know regarding energy issues and hot topics. As I record this, I am getting ready to go offshore. And I know that being out there can be so difficult when it comes to falling asleep. The first day I get on board, I'm probably going to be working nights. So I have to switch my sleep schedule right away and try to get a few hours before I start my tower, which will go from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. The noise, whether that's people slamming doors in the passageways, the elevator, and yes, my ship has two elevators, not just one, shortchanging, which will happen a few weeks into the hitch and then at the end, and all the stress that you can feel when you're in the middle of a hitch, it can all contribute to insomnia. For Ginny, who was on the episode last week, she is back again. She's the founder of Wellness Offshore. Today, she's taking over the podcast with a snippet of her own podcast that she has. She's a yoga teacher, science lover, and mom of two. She not only runs Wellness Offshore, she has a podcast called The Nerd Yogi. On this episode, she shares her advice for overcoming insomnia have a listen, and if you want to sign up for a free resource from Wellness Offshore to manage stress and anxiety, check out the show notes. Thanks for listening. You're listening to the Nerd Yogi Podcast, sharing natural ways to boost your well-being with a sprinkle of mystic and a big coating of science. And I'm your host, Virginie Ferguson, founder, stress management coach, and yoga teacher at clanwellness.com Also mother of two, lover of science and positivity advocate. I help mothers in demanding careers manage home and work life without stress and overwhelm while leveling up on their health and well-being using yogic tools and heart coherence backed by science. So today's episode is all about helping you making zits. So I'm going to share some of the most important and useful tips that I have to make sure that you get a good night's sleep. So before we go into those tips, I just wanted to have a little talk, well, just to define insomnia. Because if you suffer from insomnia, you will know how difficult it is. Or maybe you're not putting that name yet because you think, oh, I'm just a little bit tired. I struggle a little bit with sleep. But this can be insomnia. So I just want to share the definition of insomnia as it is on the NHS website. So insomnia is defined as finding it hard to go to sleep. Hands up. This is me. Wake up several times during the night. Lying awake at night, waking up early and not being able to go back to sleep, still feeling tired after you've woken up. So you feel like you've just been sleeping, but not really deeply and you just feel fuzzy. Finding it hard to nap during the day, 
even though you're tired, again, hands up, it's me, I just cannot do it. I still remember, you know, with m when my children were born, the midwife saying, you know, nap when a baby naps. I was like, haha, no, that's not going to happen. Feeling tired and irritable during the day and finding it difficult to concentrate during the day because you're tired. And you must know the most common causes of insomnia are stress and anxiety. And this is important because some of the tips I'm going to share today kind of relate to that and how to combat that stress and anxiety to help you go to sleep. So to sleep well, we need a circadian rhythm in check so your body clock needs to be set properly. You need production of melatonin. So melatonin is a sleep hormone that is produced by your pineal gland, a very, very small gland in the center of your brain that makes you fall asleep. We need our nervous system to be in the safe mode. So we need to feel safe. This is why this is related to stress and anxiety because when you're stressed and anxious, your nervous system is in survival and protection mode. So we need to feel safe. And we need our brain waves to slow down. So you may know that your brain has got different um, levels of activities that are measured in frequency and brain waves. Hey, it's Mark LaCour, Editor-in-Chief here at OGGN. Just a quick interruption to share a few things that are going on in October. We have not one, but two industry mixers this month, one on October 7th and one on the October 21st. Just check out our social. They're always great events, and the money that you help us raise goes to fight human sex trafficking, and you get to network with oil and gas executives. We have a new show just came out, Energy Transition Podcast. Also remember, we have 14 other podcasts for your listening pleasure. And then the end of this year, we'll be full media partners for the 23rd World Petroleum Congress, December 5th through 9th. The World Petroleum Congress has not been in Houston over 30 years. So make sure you put space in your calendar. Come check us out. And then finally, join the OGDN Street Team on LinkedIn. It's our all-volunteer group that's really going places. I'll see you again next month. So to have all this, it means that we need to have exposure to light and heat or generate heat of the right type at the right time. We need a routine. So habits that are going to help our brains be more efficient and free up mental space and also helps us feel safe as your brain, your nervous system will know exactly what to expect. So a bedtime routine especially is very important. We need melatonin, as I said, so the sleep-inducing hormone. We need to stimulate our parasympathetic nervous system, so the brake side of your autopilot. So if you remember in previous episodes, I talked about sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. So if you talk about, if we see, well, imagine our autonomous nervous system as the autopilot that runs in the background, your sympathetic is the accelerator, the parasympathetic is the brake. So we need to apply the brake, again, to feel safe and to initiate the rest and digest phase in the body. And we need to bring our brain waves down to sleep mode. So how can we do this naturally? So to set our circadian rhythm, so our body clock, we need light, 
we need food and we need exercise all relating to light and food and exercise all relating to heat. So you have got receptors in your eyes and specifically at the top of your eyes that feed back into specific neurons in your brain that set your body clock. So these receptors are specifically sensitive to blue light. And you may have heard about blue lights, about screens and all this, and you may even have seen adverts for blue light glasses that take out the blue light to help you sleep better. So we need blue light, but we need it in the morning. So if you think about your eye and how the light enters your eye, when the sun is low in the morning and when the sun is low at night, the light comes from the bottom. But because it's inverted in your eye, the image is inverted in your eye. So whatever is at the bottom will get detected by the top of your eye and what's at the top is detected at the bottom of your eye. So those receptors sit at the top of your eye. They are there to detect blue light that is emitted by the sun in the morning. So in the morning, you've got a high, high dose of blue light. Those receptors detect that blue light and set the clock at the morning. Roughly about 12 hours later, this is when your body clock is going to trigger the release of melatonin to make you fall asleep. And again, you know, we are daytime animals, human beings. So we work with the sun. Our bodies are set to the sun. So we detect that light in the morning. It sets our body clock. But then again, at night, those receptors are going to detect light, low light. So this is why it's important to have low light in the evening. Try to not switch on overhead lights, but use kind of table lamps, for example, that emits a low light to dim the lights, to simulate a sunset, because again, those receptors are going to feed back to the neurons and confirm that it is sunset and it's time to go to sleep. And this is why also we need to avoid too much screens at night, so like laptops, iPads, phones, because they emit a lot of blue light. And then it's going to reset your clock to think it's the morning. So we need to avoid that or put them into night mode. And then also, as you imagine, you know, during the day, the sun rises, temperature rises all the way up to midday, the afternoon, and then the temperature falls again. Our bodies do exactly the same. So we need to rise the temperature. And the earlier you rise the temperature in the day with food, so quite a lot of food will generate heat in the body with exercise, it's going to help to rise that temperature in that first part of the day and then naturally let your temperature fall back down as it does in nature through the day. And as your temperature lowers, this is when, again, it triggers that release of melatonin for you to go to sleep. And this is why we sleep better in the cooler room. So here we go. This is light and food and exercise in regards to setting your body clock. Then again, we need to create a routine. So habits that foster a good night's sleep. I talked about the screens again. Put your phone away into a different room. Don't look at your phone at night. Don't, don't do activities that are going to raise your, your temperature that are going to, again, force your body to create 
heat. So for example, taking a cold shower, cold bath at night. No, no. <laughs> because you're going to cool your body down and then what your body's going to do is going to try to 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 create heat to raise your temperature again. So it's better to take a warm bath, a warm shower that's going to force your body to try to cool down again. I know it seems a bit counterintuitive when I said, you know, you need to, to sleep with a, and we sleep better in a cooler room, but inside your body, that's, that's what's happening. So yeah, create a routine and maybe do things that you really enjoy doing that are calming, like reading. Maybe if you like a bath, light a candle, just a little routine, a little ritual that you repeat every night that again is going to put your body and your nervous system into that safe mode. We need to stimulate our vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is 80% of that brake power in your autopilot. So any techniques that stimulate the vagus nerve, like breathing, like the ones I've taught before on this podcast and that I share also if you're on my mailing list. So these are really good to stimulate your vagus nerve. We need to slow down. So after 15 minutes of rest, our bodies automatically go into that parasympathetic mode, into the break, into the rest and digest mode. So slow down, chill out at night. We can also use things like heart coherence practices that I teach, the heart math technique, or also have a gratitude practice at night. I like to do that, grabbing my journal and writing three things that I'm grateful for that day. What that does is when you express gratitude or when you pull on positive emotions like heart coherence techniques do, your body is going to produce serotonin. And serotonin is very, very important because melatonin, the hormone that makes you go to sleep, is made of serotonin. If you have got low levels of serotonin in your body, which is also called sometimes the feel-good hormone, then you're going to have low level of melatonin and you're going to struggle to fall asleep. So establishing a gratitude practice as part of your evening routine is a great, great thing to do to help sleeping. And lastly, meditation. And again, heart coherence technique because they do bring you into a sort of meditative state. Help to bring our brain waves down to the alpha, then theta brain waves, which is that a state between wakefulness and sleep. So then you can gently slip into sleep and lower down into your delta brain waves, which is where you're in deep sleep. So with all this information now that I've just fired at you in a very short space of time, have a little think now. What can you start to implement now that is easy to do for you to, to get into a better sleep, you know, like think about your biological clock light. Can you maybe spend 10 minutes within the first hour of waking up outside viewing natural light, you know, while you drink your tea or your coffee? Can you do that? Can you take the dog for a walk first thing? Can you do a little bit of exercise, that kind of high intensity exercise in the morning? What can you Remove from your evening routine or add to your evening routine. Again, try to promote good habits, putting your phone away into a different room, 
any sort of self-care, self-massage, a little bit of oil, dry brushing, anything that makes it, that is self-care, that helps you feel safe and cared for. Can you stimulate your vagus nerve by introducing a breathing practice in the evening? How can you slow down? Can you start doing that gratitude practice in the evening that I've mentioned in your journal to boost that serotonin level? Can you also do a little bit of meditation or heart coherence practice? So have a little think. These are very small changes that don't take much more time that would probably really help you get a better night's sleep. So I hope today's episode was helpful and I'm going to take this opportunity to remind you that I have a full four weeks yoga and neurobiology based program designed specifically for insomnia. It's on my app. You can check it out. It's called Zero to Z and where to go to check that out is app. So a double P dot clanwellness.com. So app dot clanwellness.com. This was the Nerd Yogi podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you did, make sure to subscribe, leave a review or comment on your favorite platform. And if you would like to release stress, take the first step towards better emotional, mental and physical well-being, then check out my free online program, Three Days to Calmer You, on the Clan Wellness app. Head over to clanwellness.com now. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Namaste. Thanks for tuning in to the Women Offshore podcast. What did you think of the show? Leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. Additionally, if you want to propel Women Offshore forward, please visit womenoffshore.org or womenoffshore.shop. Make a donation or purchase some swag. Until next time, stay safe out there and I'll talk to you soon.